For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 to 7. Now when you read those two verses, the first question that would normally come to mind, for me anyway, what comes to mind and what comes to my spirit is to actually understand what it means to be carnally minded or to be or to be carnal, but carnally minded nonetheless, because that is what the emphasis of those verses are on. Initially, carnally minded is death, and then a carnal mind is enmity against God. So what is carnal? Or what is carnality? Um, when you quickly jump on Google to have a look at the definition of the word carnal, it basically relates to physical needs and activities, especially sexual ones, but regardless physical needs and activities. Um, so needs of the flesh, needs of the body, um, whether it's sensual, sexual, erotic, lustful, you know, these are, you know, salacious, lewd, coarse, physical, bodily, corp- corporeal, fleshly, animal, which are, you know, all these physical needs or, or activities, not even needs, activities, because there are certain needs that when they're overdone, are no longer a need, it's just an activity that a person ends up doing consistently over time, becoming a habit, and then, you know, based on what that habit is, you can class it as a good or bad habit, also depending on your worldview. But coming back to the this verse, or coming back to these verses, first of all, we're told that being carnally minded is death. So if you're someone who's constantly thinking about your physical needs and doing certain physical activities, like that's what that's your dominating thinking process. Whether you realize it or you don't, you are actually leading yourself to death. You are actually, you know, based on these verses in the eyes of God, you know, you're you're manifesting death because as we all know, the physical body actually dies at a specific point in time. Now, depending on how you're living your life, how healthy or unhealthy you're living your life, you know, that specific period in time can be expediated or it can be delayed. But regardless, there is no physical body other than the body of Christ Jesus that um, has defeated death as yet. You know, because Christ still has to come back, our Lord and Savior still has to come back and then raise the remaining dead. But when he resurrected the first time, if you actually read in the scripture, he actually also uh, raised the bodies of those who died from the time of Noah up to his time. But then there's the rest of us who have to, or who have a choice. We don't have to because we have free will, but we have a choice to actually believe in him, believing in the gospel of the kingdom and receive him as our Lord and Savior um, and then obviously live out the lifestyle that he wants us to live so we can receive life because it says right after that is that but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So just that first verse alone should give you some clues. You know, being carnally minded is death. You know, if if you're carnally minded, um, you're, that means you're most likely, more likely than not, fulfilling very physical. Your life is very physical. It's, 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 you know, it's very worldly and it's very physical. You like bodily things, fleshly things, physical things. You're not really in the spirit. 
even though you may do things like i mean there's certain activities you can do like yoga for example that are meant to actually bring healing to your body but that doesn't make you spiritual you're still doing something for your body right um so it doesn't make you any more spiritual if anything it makes you a bit a bit soulish i mean it can help improve the condition of your soul so when it is time to go into the spirit you're more sensitive to spiritual things but being a yoga practitioner for example doesn't qualify you to be someone of the spirit it it just means that you've you know adopted certain practices that bring you know that improve i believe improve the conditioning of your soul to a certain extent and also improve the condition of your body which is what its primary purpose is to improve the condition of your body that's why you go into so many different uh, poses it's it's more of a bodily function than a spiritual function although it presents itself as if it's something spiritual but the focus here is being carnally minded so what else classifies as being carnally minded if you're constantly worried about what tomorrow is going to bring if you're constantly worried about let's say how you're going to put food on the table if you're constantly worried about what's being said on, on on the news on media on social media what people are saying if you're constantly thinking about how you present to the world or how you operate in the world or how you are in the world or if you're just constantly phys- thinking about your physical life then you're carnally minded and if you are carnally minded then you're literally day by day manifesting death because the closer you get the older you get the more you start to believe that time is actually running out for you but then when you're spiritually minded so you in, in fact before I even jump into the spiritual minded side of things when you're carnally, carnally minded you you each day you're manifesting death more and more you you're believing that time is actually running out whether you realize this or not you're actually you way you live your life being carnally minded and acting these things out you're actually an enemy of God because the next verse says the carnal mind is en- enmity against God. If you know anything about God, you know that God is a spirit. He is a spirit. So for you to be carnally minded that is position positioning yourself, positioning your life, positioning your soul to be an enemy of God because God is not carnal. God is spirit. and it is very difficult to get a carnal mind because this is the next line for it is not subject to the law of god meaning a carnal mind is not subject to the law of god a carnal mind is subject to the law of nature or to the law of carnality neither can a carnal mind be made subject to the law of god which means there has to be a renewal process your mind has to be renewed in the spirit you have to divorce or die to the carnal to be alive in the spirit to then be more spiritually minded so you can move from being enmity to being um trying to find the right word here you can move from being enmity to being um allies with god because now you're more spiritually minded right so if you're constantly thinking about worldly things if you're constantly thinking about social media tiktok because that's what a lot of kids minds are on at the moment everyone's thinking about social media everyone's thinking about what other people think about them you know other people being their their peers their friends even certain family members what they think about you as opposed to what god thinks about you god who is a spirit then the positioning of your life is 
enmity to God no matter how much you claim to love God. Because I used to be like that. I, in my heart, I was always team God, you know, team Jesus, team God, team Jesus. But my mind was very carnal. It was very worldly. You know, I was thinking about doing more, for example, going to, when I used to go to the gym a lot, I was thinking about doing more reps, increasing my weights so I could build my body, so I could look a certain way. So when people saw me, they, they had a certain impression about me. Nothing about that is spiritual. <laughs> Nothing about that thinking process is spiritual. If, for example, yes, I want to improve my diet to have a more healthier body, but why do I want a healthy body? So that I can live longer and I can do more worldly things with this healthier body. Again, that's not spiritually minded. That's still carnally minded because I'm thinking of improving the condition of my body so I can live longer to enjoy more of the world as opposed to enjoying more of God's company and doing more of God's work that he has for me. So it's like your mind is constantly thinking about how you can present yourself in the world, how you can position yourself in the world, not for God's sake, but for your own sake, your own physical needs. And going back to the gym example, a lot of guys and girls go to the gym so they can look appealing to the opposite sex. That's got nothing to do with God. Other than, you know, obviously God made man for woman and woman for man. It's, it's biblical, book of Genesis. You know, there's even a line that says it's not good for man to be alone. And if you've listened to my previous episodes, you know that when God uses the word man, in that word is loaded male and female. Man is not, in, in God's eyes, the word man is not um, limited to males. The word man denotes a creature. It doesn't denote the gender of a creature. It actually denotes the creature which we call humans or mankind. But in God's eyes, when he says man, he's talking about both male and female. So when he says it's not good for man to be alone, he's saying it's not good for, for a male to be alone or neither is it good for a female to be alone. And when he made, when he made male and female, he made them for one another. All right? But just because you go to the gym to look good for the opposite sex, the opposite gender, whom God made for you, doesn't necessarily mean that you're living a spiritual life or you're engaging in a spiritual act or that you've got a spiritual mind. You're not spiritually minded because most people in the 90th percentile, in the high regions of the 90th percentile, go to the gym so that they can be appealing to many members of the opposite sex because they don't want to settle down with one person. They don't want to commit to one person. They want to be free to be promiscuous, which is being carnally minded, which is why even the definition on Google about being carnal is heavily, 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 what word am I, not leveraged, but heavily focused on the sexual aspect, the sexual activities, the sexual, I wouldn't call, it says needs as well, but heavily focused on the sexual activities that man engages because of being carnally minded. In fact, carnal seems to be 80% sexually driven, sensual or sexually driven. And what the scripture is telling you about a carnal mind is that a carnal mind is death. A carnal mind is death. And then it goes, to, it goes on to say that a spiritual mind is life and peace 
which means in the carnal mind you have no peace if you're someone who's listening to this right now so far what i've said is actually resonating with you you also realize that also being carnally minded means you actually don't have peace because you're constantly worried about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing you're constantly worried about looking good for others you're constantly worried about your appearance and how others perceive you or see you or how well you look or how long you're going to live or how healthy your physical body is you're actually being carnally minded actually reveals this this scripture actually reveals that being carnally minded means that you believe that you're your body you believe that your physical body is your is who you are i was going to say is your identity but it's more than that you believe that that is who you are like your entire makeup your physical shell your physical house is exact you believe that that is exactly who you are but god is trying to tell you that you are actually a spirit because if you're a child of god and if god is a spirit that means you are a spirit you just so happen to have a physical body as well and what god is trying to tell you is that your mind can both be carnal can either not even both it can either be carnal or it can be spiritual and if you follow the doctrines of the world which a majority of these worldly doctrines are inspired by demonic or devilish doctrines but let's just call them doctrines of the world if you follow the doctrines of the world they condition you and they teach you and they indoctrinate you into having and operating with a carnal mind however if you indoctrinate yourself or you you adopt spiritual doctrines and you know spiritual doctrines you have to be careful with which spirit you actually you know aligning yourself with of course with this podcast we're talking about the spirit of our lord and savior lord jesus christ as well as god the father the holy spirit the holy trinity as it's called in catholicism the triune god in in all honesty then his doctrine the doctrine that i'm actually reading from from the book of romans in the new testament it talks it it would then start to condition your mind and indoctrinate your mind into being spiritually minded which is then going to give you life and peace because that's the promise there spiritual being spiritual minded based on god's perspective not on any other spirit because there are a lot of other spirits out there that have their own doctrines but based on god's spirit is life and peace so if you believe in god the father and his son lord jesus christ as well as the reality of the holy spirit and maybe you've even received the holy spirit i believe that if you're listening to this either you have received the holy spirit or you're about to then you start your you know your life will have more life being injected into it and ma- you manifest more life and you have more peace you won't be worried about a lot of things or you won't be worried about anything because god really doesn't want you to worry about anything He doesn't want you to worry about the future. He doesn't want you to worry about the past. He doesn't even want you to worry about the present. He does not want you to worry. And how you get there is being spiritually minded. But the, the you know this this verse goes on to say that if you are con- carnally minded, if your mind is carnal, if your mind is worldly, fleshly, bodily, if that's what you're constantly those are the, those are the thoughts that are dominating the space of your mind. then that is enmity against god enmity meaning being that's an enemy you're against god you're against the spirit of god it's that simple it's written don't take it don't take it up with me i'm not the one 
who wrote this. I'm just a messenger here. But that's what that verse is saying. That's what the Spirit of God is guiding me to say today. A carnal mind is enmity against God. Because it is not subject to the law of God. The laws of God, the law of God is to be spirit. Is to be spirit, spiritually minded, you know, to be a, a spiritual being by his laws. But it's telling you it's not subject to that. It's subject to worldly things. And neither can a carnal mind be made subject to the law of God. It's only obedient to carnal things. What does this mean? This means that if you're very worldly, and I'm, this is going to sound pretty harsh, but I'm being, you know, this is, I'm being guided by the Spirit of God to say this. And I have no shame in saying this. If you are carnally minded, if your reality right now is extremely worldly or bodily or fleshly, you're driven by sexual desires and passions and lusts, worldly desires, passions and lusts, you are manifesting death day by day, whether you realize it or not. In fact, you are an embodiment of death by doing that. Now, am I saying don't wear nice clothes? And am I saying don't look after your body? And am I saying don't be attractive to the opposite sex? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if that is what's dominating your mind, worldly desires, worldly passions, worldly lusts, then you are literally embodying death, no matter how good it looks. However, if the Spirit of God, if God through God's Spirit is encouraging you, is telling you, okay, do this with your body, However, do this with your mind and do this with your spirit. But if it's coming from the spirit of God, if your mind is constantly focused on what does God want for me? How does God want me to live my life? How does God want me to you know, uh, earn a living in this life? How does God want me to speak? How does he want me to think? How does he want me to walk? How does he want me to talk? How does he want me to present myself? How does he want me to live? Then now you are being, you're ushering yourself or now you're being spiritually minded because God is spirit. And the only way you find that out is there's two ways, prayer and meditation and studying the word. Those three actually, not two, but three things. That's the basic, basic starting point. And I'm, I'm presuming here that if you're listening to this, you're like at the beginning, you're not like, I don't know, an advanced Christian, so to speak. Or you're not, a, you know, you're not someone who's too deep into Christian. I mean, I don't know what your walk of life is. All I know is that this is the message I'm being being um, guided, being told to put out. If you're con constantly thinking about worldly things, you're literally embodying death. The carnal mind is death by the word of God. That's what it's saying. However, a spiritual mind is life and peace. So if a spiritual mind gives you peace, if it gives you life and it also gives you peace, means a carnal mind does not give you peace. You're constantly worried. You're constantly, that's where stress, anxiety, depression, dwell they dwell in a carnal mind they cannot live in a spiritual mind it's the atmosphere of a spiritual mind cannot support stress anxiety or depression it cannot if you're stressed worried anxious depressed that those are symptoms of a carnal mind steep you know manifesting death because those things lead you to death there's nothing pleasant about stress there's nothing pleasant about anxiety and there's nothing pleasant about depression. But those things come from a carnal mind. And if that's you, guess what? That's your problem right there. It doesn't matter how many antidepressants you take. It doesn't matter how much medicinal cannabis you smoke. If your mind is carnal, 
you will manifest these mild mild forms of death which will lead you to even less mild forms of death and death itself really but you have to be spiritually minded which means you need to be focused on the things of god what does god say? so if let's say for example you're looking about looking at physical physical health and you're concerned about like what does god say about the physical that's that's how you need to approach reading the bible if you're concerned about your emotions or relationships finances business your job family whatever it is you're concerned about that's what you need to take into prayer into meditation into bible study and maybe to a man or woman of god who's way way more way more seasoned than you in walking with god to give you these answers but if you receive the holy spirit because this is my experience i can only speak from my experience right if you receive the holy ghost if you receive the holy spirit he will guide you to a man or a woman of god one or two maybe even three who knows depending on what god wants you to learn and know because the holy spirit is your personal voice of god your personal voice of god but a lot of people don't have that and those that do there's the there's a portion of there's a big portion of people who don't have it then there's a portion of people who do but don't listen they don't adhere to and then there's a smaller portion of those who adhere to the voice of god through the holy spirit who is their own personal voice to god for god by god because if you are subject to the law of god as it is outlined or outlaid in the holy bible chances are you are spiritual however there is this i don't know if i can call it middle ground or gray area where the people who read the scripture they are people who read the scripture the people who read the bible but they're reading it with a carnal mind they're still reading it with a carnal mind they're taking they're trying to humanize god they're trying to make god a man they're trying to make god in their image god should be like this god should be like that and then they'll find scriptures to make god fit that image but if you know anything about god in the book of matthew jesus tells the woman by the well that god is a spirit and he's seeking those who worship him in spirit and in truth your number one thing is to be searching out the truth of god and then conforming yourself to the image of god because when he created us in the book of genesis he created us in his image and in his likeness he created us in his image and his likeness meaning his character we've got a capacity to to embody his character and we've got the capacity to embody his behavior that's what to me image and likeness there's no filler words in the bible image means character likeness means behavior because when you see someone who behaves a certain way how do you describe that person oh this person behaves like so and so so image so likeness denotes behavior this guy or this girl is in the image of so and so it's not talking about how they physically look it's talking about the character that they embody so image denotes character likeness denotes behavior god created us in his character and behavior or should i say he created us with the capacity for his character and his behavior but when what is god god is a spirit so he wants us to have the character of spirit 
because he's looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Again, no filler words, spirit. The character we should have is a spiritual character and the behavior we should be behaving in truth. Everything we should do and say should come from a place of truth, spiritual truth, not worldly truth, spiritual truth. Because if you know anything about spiritual things, you know that this physical world, this natural world, this fallen world that we live in is a reflection of the spiritual reality. It is a reflection of a spiritual truth. So if God is making us in his image and in his likeness, his character and his behavior, or at least the capacity to embody them, that means our character needs to be that of a, a spirit, a certain spirit, because we, we have the capacity. There are people who are embodying the character of fallen spirits, and then they are walking with corrupt truth. But those of us who have the Holy Spirit, now we're embodying the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. If you receive Lord Jesus, well, but let's just stick with the Holy Spirit for a moment. The Holy Spirit of God and then the spiritual truth of God. That's the image and likeness. And God is telling you here in Romans chapter 8, if you are carnally minded, however, then death is your portion. You're manifesting death because everything in the world, all these physical things, tell me one physical thing that does not die. Even metal, even metal has a death process. That's what rusting is, isn't it? Even the earth can die. We, we're all worried about global warming and climate change and all these things. That's a manifestation of death. It's carnal. It's worldly. It's physical. It's natural. Spiritual things don't die. They have life and life everlasting and eternal life. And they also have peace. They're not worried about anything. Our job as children of God is to mold ourselves, condition ourselves to embody the Spirit of God, which is His image, His character, and also the truth of God, which is His likeness, His behavior, not the, the fallen one's spirit, because those are, the, those are the fools, those are the idiots who are running certain things of the world and they're confusing people in every area that they can confuse them. And the reason they're bringing in this confusion is because they're not fighting your gender. They're, not, they're bringing separation because they're, they're fighting truth. There's, these spirits are warring against truth. Why is that? Because the only physical embodiment we had, or in fact we still have, but when he was walking on the earth, was Lord Jesus Christ himself. He embodied, the, he was the perfect, perfect embodiment of God the Spirit and the truth, God's truth, God's Spirit and God's truth. He was the perfect embodiment. Why is that? Because he was God incarnate. That's why Jesus is Lord. That's why Jesus is God. That's why whoever receives the Holy Spirit must confess that Jesus is Lord. Because once you have the Holy Spirit, you have God's Spirit. You have God's image that you need to now develop your mind and your soul to fully embody and then you also receive that truth that's your initial truth that Jesus is Lord because he was the perfect embodiment of physical embodiment of God's spirit and God's truth perfect because he that was God incarnate that's God imagine this that's like God getting off the throne and said I'm going to step into creation for a moment 
That's, that's what the reality of Jesus Christ actually is. That's like God saying, wait a minute, angels, I'm actually going to step into creation. And he poured himself into Christ Jesus. That's why even his birth was extremely miraculous. It wasn't a standard birth. God poured his spirit into Mary, a portion of his spirit, the fullness of his spirit into Mary to then birth Jesus. And then Jesus receiving the Holy Spirit at his baptism completed that. So now he was, you know, the image, the character of God's spirit, God the Father, God the Father's spirit, and then his truth, his behavior was his truth. That's why Lord Jesus said, those who have seen me have seen the Father. Those who have seen me have seen the Father. And then when we receive Christ Jesus through the Holy Ghost, we, we die. Whatever identity we had that the world gave us, that dies and is replaced with the Spirit of God through Christ Jesus. And then those who encounter us, who've gone through this process, they see Christ Jesus through us. Because if Jesus was the Son of God and whoever encountered Jesus encountered God the Father, which was the apostles, and then when he poured his spirit onto his apostles and the prophets that came after and all the different ministers, the, the bishops and them, basically whoever's got the Holy Ghost or the Holy, the Holy Ghost right now in the 21st century and is actually living and breathing the, the, you know, the, the character and the, the image, the character and the, the behavior, the image and the likeness of God through Christ Jesus, you're no longer encountering whatever identity or whatever self the world gave them. That, that person is dead. You're actually encountering Christ Jesus through that person. When you see them, you see Jesus. Believe it or not, this is a deep spiritual mystery that I've just revealed unto you. I pray that you receive it by the Spirit of God. Because I'm actually out of time. <laughs> Believe it or not, I am actually out of time. But I pray that this enters your spirit and you start to seek God and you start to seek Jesus and you start to desire, that you start to desire to have his spirit in you and to walk with his truth so you can embody the image of God through Christ Jesus and you can embody the truth of God through Christ Jesus, which you receive through the Holy Ghost. But first, you have to accept Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It starts from there. Accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Once that happens, start to develop a relationship. Start to pray to Him. Start to meditate on what He has said at some point, whether through a man of God or through a, you know, a personal supernatural experience, but seek personal relationship either one of those paths, but either way it's going to be supernatural, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. And once you receive the Holy Ghost, just know, whomever you were before, that person is dead. Dead and gone. Because that person was predominantly carnal. Carnal, being carnally minded is death. That person was predominantly carnal because that's what the world teaches you. The world conditions you. Look at what's on TV. Look at what's on social media. Look at what people talk about. Look at what people do on the weekends or Friday nights, Saturday, day or night, even Sunday. Look at people's behavior. Look at the fruits of their works. Being carnally minded is death. Being spiritually minded is life and peace. And Jesus is known as the way, the truth, the life. 
and is also known as the Prince of Peace. Not the world, and not the fallen spirits that are trying to run the world. Christ Jesus. Because having a carnal mind is enmity against God. The world and the spirits that are governing the world are enemies of God, and that's why they're trying to corrupt His children, because when they look at us, they see God. So it's up to us. That's why we have free will. We have free will. We have free will. It's up to you. Accept or deny. Whatever you do, at least you know which path you're going down. When you accept, like what I'm telling you, in, reg in regards to Christ Jesus and God the Father, you start to shift from being carnally minded to being spiritually minded. You start to shift from death to life and peace. But if you reject, then death is your portion. Because that is the fate of the devil and his fallen minions. Death. God has already sentenced them to death. They're just trying to gather as many souls as possible to die with them. God's not going to forgive them. So I hope this enters your spirit. I hope this enters your soul by the Spirit of God. I hope it gives you something to think about, something to consider. But I pray the most that from after hearing this message, especially getting this far, that you consciously decide to divorce yourself from carnality. And day by day, this is not going to happen like an explosive like an explosive experience. Maybe it might for you. I don't know where you are on your spiritual journey. But at least make the conscious decision from today to be less carnal and more spiritual. And not spiritual by the new age spiritual. I'm talking about spiritual by the word of God. Consume the word of God. Ask for the Holy Spirit to come and minister unto you the truth of the word of God. So you can start to embody that truth because that truth becomes your behavior. That behavior is the likeness of God. And then the Holy Spirit one day want to just dwell with you. And then now you become the, you start to embody the image of God, which is his character. It's literally that simple. Image and likeness, character and behavior, spirit and truth. And you can only get there by being spiritually minded, not carnally minded. Carnally minded, worldly desires, mostly denoting sexual and sensual ones. Why do you think most of the ads are sex-driven? Why do you think they say, oh, sex sells? Because they've conditioned you to be carnal and they're still conditioning you to be carnal. Now, I'm not saying sex is a bad thing, but the way the world wants you to practice it is bad and it is evil. I am severely over time by, I think, about five to six minutes or so. I'll leave this here. I can feel that a part two is necessary. But we'll see by the Spirit of God when and if he wants me to actually go into a part two. But just for now, I'll end with uh, reciting the verses once more. Or the verse once more. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So even if you read the scripture, make sure you're reading it with the intent of having a spiritual mind, not a carnal mind. My name is Walu. I am currently a man of no reputation. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Spirit Driven Podcast, and I will catch you in the next episode. Shalom, shalom.